0: Welcome to the Energy Newsbeat podcast. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. We got a really fun one today. I have a lot of passion for the ecology and low-cost power, and we have happen to have an expert here. We have Matt Welch. He's Executive Vice President of the Texas Geothermal Energy Alliance. Welcome, Matt. Thank you very much for coming by. Thanks, Stu. It's good to be with you. Listen, FAA liberal arts
1: major from Texas A&M University can be a geothermal expert. Anybody can be a geothermal expert.
0: Oh, hey, if an Oklahoma State graduate can be a podcast host, anybody can be a podcast host. Sky's (laughs) the limit. Sky's the limit.
1: (laughs) It's great to be with you today. I look forward to talking to you about Geothermal energy
0: in Texas. Well, you know, uh, you and I both share a lot of the same values, and that is we believe in delivering the lowest cost kilowatt per hour to all conservatives. I mean, all consumers, excuse me, anybody, disproportionately impacted communities, disproportionately impacted countries. Get the price down, make it sustainable. Get that power down there with the least amount of impact on the environment. That's why we're having this discussion today. You've got a new group, and tell us about the Geothermal Alliance. Well, Stu,
1: we were known as TEXGEA, the Texas Geothermal Energy Alliance. Okay, we are the newest trade association, the new kid on the block in Austin. Cool. We're uh, focused at the state level. We're going to be doing state legislative education and advocacy. Uh, There are national efforts that focus at the federal level, but for right now, tex is focused on putting geothermal energy on the map in Texas. And uh, you talked about cost, price, availability. And yet again, Texas is blessed with a natural resource. Not a lot of people know about it yet, but they're soon going to because there is tremendous opportunity right underneath our feet. Um, There are going to be well-researched reports coming out very soon that uh, let people know just how much of a resource is right beneath us at varying depths. And, you know, we've got oil and gas plentiful in Texas. We've got plenty of sun, plenty of wind. And now we're going to have some geothermal energy to talk about. It's not at a price point yet. We're not going to displace anybody yet. But what we do need to do is start the process of bringing geothermal into discussions about the future structure of power grids and right. how we supply energy to texans can you explain
0: a little bit about what we're talking about because you, you mentioned geothermal and geothermal to me means that we're up in uh, uh yellowstone and you got all that pipe you know you got all those things and you just sit there and you have all that done that yeah. makes sense to me but can you explain what geothermal in texas means Sure. So if you think about
1: Yellowstone, that uh, energy, that steam um, is at a very shallow depth um, so that it's noticeable to everybody walking around. Same thing in California, the Salton Sea, and I think Ojai, California, there's a bunch of um, springs that provide a tremendous amount of geothermal power to California's grid. A little bit going on in Nevada, New Mexico and whatnot. But what we know in Texas from our oil and gas maps is that there is geothermal? There are geothermal resources at varying depths and rock formations. And what we're working on now is the technology of geothermal industry players to make that breakthrough. I mean, I call it the the tip of the drill bit is oh. what I is what I call it. They are there are uh, R and Ds and startups in Texas right now working on kind of the last piece of the puzzle to make geothermal viable at uh, greater depths than you see like in Yellowstone or California. So we've got the resource. It's a question of do we have the technology yet to get it out and will it be affordable? And
0: uh, all all sides point to yes and yes. I like that. Now, so because this is drilling, are you also talking about the relationship between the oil and gas field? Absolutely. So,
1: you know... Uh, the oil and gas industry in Texas does a lot of things very well, one of which is they drill holes. And so that technology that they have, that workforce, right. that kind of institutional heft can be deployed in geothermal drilling. And it is right now. And right. so it's the perfect pairing of the kind of the traditional geothermal companies with the oil and gas sector bringing their technology and training and putting them together for this this kind of this fantastic winning team that is needed to make the breakthrough i mean there have been geothermal companies around forever right but are they making new breakthroughs with technology not just yet but very soon and you know you're going to be hearing about some companies in texas and around the country Mm -hmm. who are doing phenomenal work uh, research and development-wise, with amazing technology, it's like science fiction, but underground. It's going to be fantastic when we get that resource tapped and can uh, bring it online, bring it up and online.
0: So instead of the tip of the spear, I love that tip of the drill bit. The tip uh, of the drill bit. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to use it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all yours. Yeah, but you know, the fun thing is, is when you sit back and kind of go. Um, now, there's a couple things: the supply chain has just gone bonkers and it's really doubling the cost of drilling for the oil field service and the the rigs and everything else is that going to help delay this a little bit or um, because it, where does that new technology that you're working with them come into play I guess I'm just a little confused on new technology of drilling a hole I'm not sure if I um so
1: the te- the kind of uh in a Sweeping generalization, we need new technology to go deeper. Okay. That's the bottom line. In Texas, we need new technology to go deeper where okay. the available resource is greater. And so there's some maps out there. Um, hopefully, they're on the TextGeo website. Okay. That By the year 2030, we expect a technology to catch up and make Texas uh, on a resource map. It's just almost bright red, which means there's a heck of a lot of geothermal resource at a certain depth. So we're kind of here now, but if we get down to here uh, in seven years, we have opened up sky's the limit resource on geothermal production. Wow. And, you know, one of the critical things to keep in mind right now with the electricity grid stresses and challenges that we face is that geothermal can be a great part of that equation. It's not the solve all, cure all, right. but what geothermal energy is, is dispatchable, baseload, reliable energy that is yeah. infinitely renewable, but it is not dependent upon the weather. So it can operate right. anytime you need it, you flip on the switch, up comes geothermal energy to power your needs. And I love folks that. are starting to make those their decisions based upon this new research uh, and development. And it's just a very exciting time there are a number of pilot projects right. around Texas right now that are doing revolutionary things uh, in the geothermal world. And it's
0: it's uh, Katie bar the door here pretty soon. Talk about exciting because I'm I'm really kind of tired about everybody saying they need battery storage to level the grid out in order to keep the, the wind and solar. We love nuclear because it is a steady eddy, but yet... Uh, geothermal from what you're saying is a little bit more expensive right now from being able to go down uh, deep enough, but it's coming around the corner. Yep. But yet it would be a fantastic alternative load balancing, load bearing balancing for the renewables. Absolutely. Yeah. And so as we've said before, we love to talk
1: about an all of the above approach to energy. And now we get to say we're for all of the above and below Neither with uh, with geothermal being part of the equation. So it just makes good sense to take advantage of this infinitely available resource. We've still got some more homework to do and some more right. testing, but it's happening right now. Right this minute, there's projects in Texas that are uh, producing geothermal energy and putting it on to uh, a, in one example, a local municipal grid in South Texas. Uh, there's, a, there's an air force base in Houston um, that has a pilot project underway to power that right. um, defense department facility uh, and make it somewhat impervious to grid attack from nefarious actors or weather. You well, know, how in, cool is that? In the, in the Gulf Coast, you got to worry about a hurricane wiping out everything above the ground. Right. You know, all the poles and wires are vulnerable to a category five. Right. And if you've got some base load backup or, you know, some part of the equation coming from geothermal, you stand a great chance of coming through that storm with uh, the least amount of disruption as possible.
0: So that's, right. that's another critical area to think about for geothermal. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just excited about this because once you get it, down, you get the formula there. It is a beautiful, uh, renewable energy source. And I don't think you're going to have too much energy storage, uh, kids mining uh, rare earth minerals, or, you know, you're going to have a lot better humanity savings and environment savings by this kind of a process.
1: Uh, also, in addition to that, what I have learned, and because it's, I'm liberal arts from Texas AM and not. Having studied this my whole academic career, um, a byproduct of geothermal exploration is lithium estra- extraction. No. Yeah. Now it's not in every case. It's not in every right. every area. But there are geothermal operations that have lithium as a byproduct, and so that's a twofer. You get energy and you get rare earth elements. So and that's- you not
0: have child labor laws.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Wow. Sadly, some of that's going on in California. Um, but I'm, you know, we got to figure out a way to
0: make child that go nationwide.
1: Law? No, no, no. I'm sorry. The lithium extraction. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what Gavin Newsom is doing a lot of bad things, but I don't think he's involved in child labor, you know, but anyway, I'm
0: sorry, sorry, Matt. I was just like, what?
1: Uh, Anyway, no, No, I'm talking about um, the lithium reserves are from what I've heard from industry players are somewhat in California right now. Now we don't know if we go deeper, in Texas, when the technology comes, if we'll have lithium or other byproducts, beneficial byproducts. But right now in some areas, lithium is a is a beneficial byproduct
0: of geothermal energy. Now, how cool is that? Yeah. So um, also when we take a look at this, I saw a news article I think several months ago and it said something about using orphan wells for this did I miss that or did you, I miss you have it? Uh, tapped into something
1: that is on the minds of a lot of Texas legislators and oh. regulators uh, lawmakers um, and whatnot so as Texans may know we have thousands and right thousands of abandoned oil wells. And that's a liability for the state of Texas. And sometimes we get money from the federal government to plug Mm -hmm. them. Um, Sometimes there's a state fund to plug them. But that plugging depends upon having the readily available workforce. It's not like the Railroad Commission employs a plugging division to go right. out and keep plugging. They contract that service out to the people who do it best, the private sector. Right. Uh, so, But that's a function of uh, the oil and gas industry and the, and the strength of the workforce. So in, in times of depressed drilling, right. the Railroad Commission can do a kind of a more robust job of contracting for the plugging of abandoned wells. But where it comes into play now right. is that it's a phenomenal, leg forward for geothermal energy companies wanting to kind of hit the ground running. Um, they don't have to spend as much money to drill the hole. It's already there. Right. Um, not every hole is perfectly suited for geothermal operation, but many of them are or could right. be with a little bit of a modification. One of the ideas that we have come up with in TexGia for our legislative discussion is figure out a way for the state of Texas to offload this liability of abandoned wells. So you move it off the books of the state of Texas and you allow the private sector who need that leg up, the abandoned oil well, the two of them need to come together so that the state offloads the liability. The company can take over ownership of the abandoned well for a period of time. Let's just say three years. They can use it. Maybe it works for them and they take it on to production. Maybe it doesn't work for them and they have to plug it three years later at their expense. So either way, it is off the books of Texas taxpayers in the state and it benefits industry and getting a leg up on the start of a new geothermal well. And that's going on right now.
0: You know, this is this is so cool because this what a great use of taxpayer money instead of leaving $84 billion worth of equipment over in Afghanistan or right. spending was it 40 billion, whatever the number is now we're sending over to Ukraine. Yeah. Think about how many orphan wells we could plug with that. It is Sky's the limit there. Now, like I said, not every
1: well is appropriate, but there are industry players in Texas right now who are using right. abandoned oil wells to uh, drill for geothermal energy. And it's just a an op- another opportunity to save money on the cost of a project. Let me talk about another fix, if I could, okay. absolutely um, for our legislative agenda. One of the things that we're going to be tackling is who owns the rights to geothermal energy? Is it the surface owner? Or is it the mineral owner? And that's a huge Pandora's box in Texas law, as you can imagine with our oil and gas industry. So it depends on the technology is what we've learned. If you are a a geothermal company that does closed loop operations, you're not really taking anything out of the ground. You're just taking the heat. And so that might be a situation where the surface owner is compensated but not the mineral owner because you're not taking a mineral out. Now, there um, is a technology. Unless called, you're
0: taking, unless you have the byproduct of lithium.
1: Right. Yes. Then then that would be a taking and you would right. need to get a uh, lease from the mineral owner. Yeah, I was listening. But there's to kind that. of the traditional. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's listening to me. I appreciate that. Uh, and then there's the traditional geothermal operations, which is kind of a directional Hole on the ground, you do a floodplain and you pump it back out. Right. Uh, you produce steam and heat and you actually uh, take uh, liquid out, take water out, or right. some type of something in between. That is definitely a mineral interest owner concern uh, because you're disturbing the mineral owner's holdings. So, what industry is telling us, what these players are telling us, is that we need certainty in state law right now for us to have clarity of operation going forward. So for example, there is a company in Texas that wanted to do one of these projects and they had to um, go out and sign a lease with both the mineral owner and the surface owner. And that caused the cost of the project to be twice as much money. And they had to do it for liability and just legal protection reasons. So we're going to work to get Uh, predictability and certainty and clarity in state law about who owns geothermal energy.
0: That's just amazing. This whole assistance to forward thinking that the Texas Geothermal uh, Energy Alliance has is critical. It, it, this to me is one of the best things that I've heard in a long time about having potential to really impact several major problems. You know, you got a- additional storage, uh, you know, energy baseline capabilities coming up, saving all of the rare earth minerals or critical minerals. And then you have the ability to help solve some, even if you've got 25% of the orphan wells, mm-hmm. that's a huge number.
1: Yep. I mean, talk about solving a problem with this phenomenal opportunity. It's just a godsend, and um, you know we're we are on the cusp of making history in in the world in terms of energy. Uh, right. growth and structure and direction. And it's a very exciting time to be in Texas on the ground uh, as these oh, you learn underground. Underground, <laughs> underground, wherever. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're talking about the commercial deployment of utility scale resources. But one thing that I'm a big proponent of is keeping in mind and keeping uh, as part of our team, the residential applications of geothermal energy. So with heat pump technology, um, and all sorts of uh, players in the residential construction industry, average citizens have the ability to partake of this phenomenal resource and to obtain a cheap, affordable energy supply for their um, home. And so it's not
0: just for the big players, it's for the little uh, homeowners as well. So if my wife comes home, sees me digging in the backyard, she knows I'm digging for thermal, right? Yeah.
1: She'll give you a bigger shovel and a better (laughs) better drill bit so you can can take
0: advantage of the geothermal in your backyard. All right. So now that people know about you, how do they get to you or what do you need to make this dream happen? Well, it's a great question. Thanks for that. So the best thing that people can do is go to our
1: website. Uh, It is www.txgea.org. Sign up for our newsletter, like us and follow us on social media and help us uh, bring greater awareness about geothermal energy potential
0: in Texas. Boy, that is fabulous. All of your information will be in the show notes. So when we put this bad dog out there, it's going to go everywhere. So wonderful! uh, thank you very much for stopping by and look forward to visiting with you. Stu, it's my pleasure. And thanks again for having us. All right. Sounds great. Thanks.